<laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. Episode 131, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas. Man, this is this is what the spirit of, of sports and pubs and Christmas, they when they when they all three just get together and they just they just form a bond. That's what this podcast is this week, baby. This is gonna be awesome. Uh with me as always, Tim the Doctor Fauna with a sharp looking haircut. Flow's gone. A little sad. We mentioned it last week, but still just it's right here, a little teardrop. Pour one out. Pour one out for you. Speaking of R.I.P. Devin, he's still in my age, but we love him. He'll be back. Candlelight visual, seven o'clock. <laughs> he's been posting like wedding photos like every day. That nope, nope. That's a robot. It's a ghost. I don't know. That's Courtney. I don't know. Who knows? R.I.P. R.I.P. And then uh, as, as always, the chili eating maniac over there, Fitz. The preacher man said. Man, you come home for the holidays and your parents just make cornbread and white chili. Oh. Just hit right. Sorry, I'm eating on the podcast, but chef's kiss. Hey, that's okay. All good vibes here. We don't care. And it's a pub anyways, right? You, you grab a beer, you it's talk, true. you have some wings at the pub. That's what it's all about, man. Um, so we've got a, we got a phenomenal episode for you. This fact, uh, this week's fact doesn't really do anything with Christmas or the sports we're going to talk about, but I thought it was pretty damn interesting. Tiger Woods. Anybody have a clue how old he was when he got his first hole in one? Oh, he was like 17. Was it 17? 17? No, not quite. 14. Oh, I guess that'd be on like on the tour. I don't know. 14? Like official. Yeah, I don't know. He was eight years oh, old when he got his first hole in one, dude. Dang. So, like, obviously, you know, take away the the extracurricular Tiger Woods of, of his personal life and stuff. And we're just talking like his his career here, man. At eight years old, you bust onto the scene. And you get a hole in one, and obviously your dad kind of grooms you into the sport. And you know, at 17, you join the tour, and you just keep on just building this legacy. Um, and, and green jackets, championships, majors, all that good stuff he brings home. And like, he's one of the few children we see bust on the scene that stick around and make a huge impact, which is really, really impressive to me. Um, so, and you. Your all's opinion. This can be sports. This can be pop culture. Whatever you guys want to take it. What's a a, a child that's came on in the scene, but stuck around for the good part of it, right? I, no Lindsay Lohan, right? No uh, Amanda Bynes, kind of puff out, right? Uh, and Sebastian Telfair, if we're talking NBA and that type of stuff. But for you guys, just someone that came on the scene at a very young age and has continued just to be successful, much like Tiger Woods here. Hmm. That's a tough one because all the failures come to mind. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like it's like twenty to one. I'm blind. What was the question? I missed this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, athletes that came or or famous figures who have came popular at a very young age. We're talking like ten and below. Maybe now nah, we'll go thirteen mm. and below. And that really have like, man, they did exactly what they're supposed to. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking of Charlie Woods right now. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I, cause I, you know, that's very uncommon that we see, um, like an, even an athlete's kid kind of in the spotlight or Bronny James. Um, but obviously, like, they're unproven. Like, we're just, they're just yeah. kind of in the spotlight now. But I'm trying to think who, who made it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, would, 
I don't know if this counts. Would like Steph Curry count? I mean, like he was around the NBA all. I mean, basically growing up, he was in an NBA locker room with his dad. And then, yeah. then he kind of. I mean, he he didn't blow up until Davidson. I think I don't know what his high school career was like, but no, he got slept on. Yeah, but I mean, he's. I think he pretty much met expectations at this point, so I that's that one. would be my vote, I guess, if that counts. He wasn't because yeah, I guess like you see him running around like pregame and stuff, and like man, he's around all the NBA talent, like he's gonna be good, like kind of like a young Kobe, like he practices with the 76ers because of his dad and like has these connections. Like, man, this guy could be something, could be something good. And it, you know, turns out. So yeah, I, I like that pick Tim, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of hype around him, but there is still the, he's around in Bay town. He's got someone that's got to rub off on him. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking any, most of the NBA players, um, like who made it out of high school, like LeBron would be one Kobe. Yeah. Um, Garnett. I wonder about Derek Jeter. I didn't know how young he was when he was in the spotlight. Right. But I know like as soon as he came on the scene, he was he was the guy. So I don't know. I just I don't know about before before, before he actually, they were like yeah. actually, yeah. I don't know. That's like no one. there's not like a baby Jeter out there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no like just bam. <laughs> like they don't have those those tapes. It's very rare. Um who is uh I guess this is to be seen. Maybe what is it? Is it Archie Manning? Yeah. The young the young Manning coming through. I mean I mean he I, I don't know. He's getting a whole lot of hype here recently. I don't know. And that's one to kind of keep an eye on. Like, is yeah. he going to be of substance? Is he going to be really good? Yeah, because I've always kind of heard, like, there's always been this saying of, like, oh, yeah, well, one of the one of the Mannings have a son, and, like, can't like he's going to be really good at football, or just something vague like that. And I'm always like, is he is, does he even like football? But now we're actually seeing where people are just going bonkers on him already. Right. Oh yeah, man. Can you imagine like the pressure of being a 17 years old and like ESPN's like, up oh, Archie Manning lost by 40 points in a high school game. Like he's trash, and it's like you're 17, and like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. that that's tough. He doesn't win the Heisman. He's a bust. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on, man. Yeah, <laughs> hold up. Here. I don't even have my after nines yet. Let's calm that <laughs> down here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm with. That's a good take. Um, for me, obviously, you know, there's a lot of baseball guys that played in the Little League World Series, like Cole uh, Bettinger and, and those type of guys are, are pretty, you know, it's like, oh, shit, like that's pretty dope. We saw them as little kids hitting dingers, and now all of a sudden they're, they're the majors. Um, but but the one that stuck out to me, he was a little bit older when he busted, I think he was like 14, 15, was Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby. He posted like a YouTube video of like a mixtape of him just dicing people up on the ice, and it's like, man. This guy's going to be good, and it turns out when he turns 18, he's the number one pick in the NHL. He's forever linked to Ovechkin, and like that, he's the hope of Pittsburgh in the Penguins, and he still is after all these years. Like phenomenal guy. So, um, so Sidney Crosby's my pick. Uh, Charlie Woods fits. You kind of mentioned it, dude. He grew up real quick in a year. He looks totally different. And uh, him, the Woods and the Dailies are about to do a little classic together, which is that'd be fun, a little father son battle. So that's going to be good coming up here. I think this weekend, 
or maybe no, it's Christmas. It was probably next weekend. I think that'd be good. All right, let's move on. I really wish Matt was here. We kind of talked before we came on. He really has one job here. Let's talk to talk soccer. There's no bigger stage and there's no bigger game than the world cup, baby. Uh, and Messi brings it home to Argentina. Finally, he gets to lift the golden trophy and just celebrate in like Argentina. I don't know if you guys saw the parade today. Shit was off the rails. Like Argentina, the whole country came out for this parade. It seems like like put the NBA and NFL parades to shame. Uh, they had to, the team had to get escorted out with helicopter because like the roads were just like closing in and people were closing down. Like intense, crazy scenes going on right now. Um, but obviously, Messi just finally getting that World Cup championship. He scores a hat trick in it. Like just wow, phenomenal game final for him. It was a phenomenal game. Argentina and France. Argentina's up two zero at half. It's like, oh, it's probably over. France comes back, scores quickly, too, in the second half. Then it goes to overtime. Both guys have chances. Both teams have chances. Don't get it done. Then we go to penalty shootouts, man. And I love a game that goes to penalty shootouts. It's a phenomenal game. Um, and it really solidified, like, man, this is this is dope. Like, after all the scandal FIFA has had over the past couple of years, like, they needed – I think they needed a hero, which is messy. And I think they needed – like this phenomenal championship game, not a blowout of just like grit and like, hey, they're putting their whole heart in the country like on the line here. And I think that's exactly what they got. And it kind of helps FIFA kind of rebound um, from some of the bad publicity they had. Fitz, I know you watched the World Cup pretty much throughout its entire thing. What's your thoughts on the final and just the whole tournament in general? I mean, one, just shout out to, is it Mbappe? I always mess up his name. Mbappe. Mbappe, Mbappe. yeah. Um, but just you know, for him to be, you know, the last World Cup, he was he was kind of the young, you know, we're just talking about young stars. He was, you know, what, 17 or something at the time. Everyone knows he's probably going to be really good. And and for him to be in the spotlight, you thought they were going to steal it from Messi, you know, <laughs> especially down at the end. They, they had a few looks on goal, uh, just get deflected by a keeper or a defender. Um, but I thought – that was just a great stage to have Messi, you know, the, the greatest of all time, arguably. And then, uh, you know, kind of the next guy, the the guy who, who may be surpassing Messi down the line. Yeah. Um, you know, and just for anybody who hasn't watched soccer before, you know, we've talked at our show just about like U- U.S. fans of soccer. And as the World Cup, you know, it's approaching in four years again, and it'll be in the United States. And we've got a team this year. You know, we had a team this year, so that that maybe draws more people. But if this was the first final you actually watched, you, you didn't even realize you watched the greatest final of all time. <laughs> and and so, yeah, I, I hope it's a spark. You know, selfishly, I hope it's a spark for the U.S. I hope that this kind of – generates more more of a soccer culture here and again you got to get behind star players like Mbappe like maybe you got young young kids now like oh I like this guy for France and you know what club does he play for and 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 they're going to start following so yeah but overall just a cool world cup you know also yeah shout out Morocco uh you know Cinderella story making a deep run a really really fun world cup this one this one was more fun than others even though it's really absurd in in some places, but yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing I thought of was like every four years, you know, technology advances. Um, like we didn't have TikTok in the last 
World Cup, we didn't have like the Instagram memes that we have. So like, you know, you would watch around and then the memes would just be hilarious or like the TikTok content. Um, so that's also that's helping it as well, which is just really interesting. And again, in four years, I don't even know what it's like. What what platform are we going to have media yeah. wise that kind of lifts this? But like you think of like the who was it? The the guy dancing with the Senegal fans. I think it was the Morocco guy. You know, there's just all these little yeah. moments that that were kind of captured that I feel like, you know, four years ago, I'm sure it was it was happening, but it just didn't feel as like as strong as as maybe where we are now. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I, f- I feel like yeah, technology has just really expanded. And like, if you take away all the outside things of like Qatar and and obviously all the the evilness surrounding it and stuff, and you just focus on the games, you focus on like what what was inside the stadium was really phenomenal. And and I'm excited for four years because you know North America hosted us, Canada, and Mexico, and like technology is going to be advanced. I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes, and and hopefully we don't have any big scandals going on or anything. And like man it's gonna be electric and it's gonna be awesome to watch there tim any thoughts for you uh not so much on on the game but like you described the parade where they had to get helicoptered out i don't i'm trying to like imagine as like a country (laughs) the the unified joy that they brought like like football is the world sport, right? Yeah. They just took home the world trophy. Like, yeah, you could say that about NBA or football, but that's like predominantly, you know, US. This is the world and they brought it back. I can't imagine being that hype of like people just like you can't even get down the road. Like you have to get choppered out. That is just I don't know. I don't think yeah. I'll ever experience that. That that level of just insanity. I don't think so either. And like, even if like the United States won it, we'd be like, oh, cool. Like, I I don't think, like, it doesn't mean as much to us as it does to a lot of these countries. And even like all of Central America in total, like, obviously, my wife's family's from El Salvador and like, she had family members just rooting for Messi just because of his legacy and like Argentina putting Central America kind of on the map here, South America, Central America. And like, it seemed like all of Latin, like, all of, just the Latino world was just like behind Argentina. And it was like, just this amazing is this cultural thing just to see, you know, I, I don't, you're right. I don't think we'll ever understand that. Well, only it's something like only European teams and South American teams have won the world cup. Right. So no African teams, no North American Asian. Yeah. It's like, it's only, and I don't know how many countries, I feel like it's only like eight countries ever to represent it. So it's very, or something like that. And so, so that's, again, there's, there's a hope. Again, you, you usually see a team make a run like Morocco this year was representing Africa and everyone's kind of getting behind them, but you do hope that, you know, as global as soccer is, you want to see um, some more represented teams in there, but I don't know. You get a classic like Argentina, France. I mean, you can't beat, you know, they're two decorated countries, but they just put on the greatest World Cup ever. So I don't know. You can't you can't be like too picky about it, but it is cool to see different representation. 
No, you're absolutely right. And you're right. Eight countries have won what 20, 21, 22 world cups. Like that's, that's amazing. Like, yeah, only eight countries have experienced this. So shout out to them. Shout out to Messi. I think it kind of staples his legacy of, of being this generation's greatest of all time. And obviously you have people like Paley that came before him and stuff. So it's like the Jordan and LeBron debate. You can't really say this guy's the goat of all time, but like this generation, this era of, of soccer football, Messi's your, your greatest of all time. Hands down. No more Ronaldo versus Messi debate. It's only Messi. I feel like. Yeah. It's more like Wilt Chamberlain versus LeBron because Ooh, like Paley's so yeah. like, he's so old that we don't even really have like the visual of what that looks like. Although they just point. they just restored some Wilt Chamberlain highlights. Pretty ridiculous. The oh, the yeah. jump pass was just all in with this guy. Like it I mean it's seriously like watch some Wilt Chamberlain highlights and yeah, because I'm sure the same is with Pele. I mean I'm I'm sure like if we knew who Pele was, we would be able to say, oh, Messi, he's good. But but Pele's Pele is a different man. If Pele was in that World Cup, he would have had like five goals or something crazy. I don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that's a good point. Um, hey, great World Cup. Can't wait for it to be here in North America. And, and boys, we got four years to save up for it. Four years to plan for it. We got to go to a game, right? We got to do it. Sign me up. Those ticket yeah. prices. Oh, God. I can't imagine. Hey, we're going to have fun, baby. Tim, you're a doctor. Not a doctor. I was really relying on you, okay? Not a doctor. <laughs> hey, let's move on to college football here. Uh, I don't have any fancy graphics. Uh, I'm, I'm setting up for our, our big tournament for bun wrestling and stuff. Uh, oh. So I had a screenshot and steal from bowlschedule.com here. Oh, uh, uh, schedule coming up. So, yeah. Uh, so got some good bowl schedules here leading up to from this week, uh, starting tomorrow night all the way through next Tuesday. Um, and then after – this week's of action, we get really into the big games, the New Year's Six games and that type of stuff, and we'll break those down next week. But let's start with this week's. Um, Wednesday, you get the RL Carriers Bowl in New Orleans, Western Kentucky versus South Alabama. Then we move to Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Baylor versus Air Force. Uh, that's going to be Thursday night. The Radiance Technology Independence Bowl, Louisiana versus Houston, being played Friday night. Also Friday night, we have the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl between Wake Forest and Missouri. (laughs) And then December 24th, Christmas Eve, we got the East Post Hawaii Bowl. Let's start with those five games first, and that's against Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. My apologies. Let's start there first. We got another section about four games here. Um, RL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. Let's just call our shot here. We're taking the Hilltoppers from Western Kentucky or the Jaguars from South Alabama. And, Tim, I know I just stole your thunder against the mascot, so I apologize. That won't Mm -hmm. happen again. Mm. How dare you? I know. I'll take Big Red, Western Kentucky. Yeah. Don't hate that. Give me the Jags. The Jags. USA. USA. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take Western Kentucky. I don't know. They, that program has been just really phenomenal the past couple of years, and I, I feel like they keep the train rolling here. Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, we got Baylor versus Air Force. Who you taking here, Fitz? Lockheed Martin Bowl. The hell yep. is Lockheed? I don't know. I appreciate Lockhead too. So that's good call on your part. Lockheed. Um, 
It's in Texas. I would imagine Baylor has has more fans there, but what do I know? I'll take Baylor. It is the Armed Forces Bowl, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a toss-up. I'll take Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, give me Baylor. Sick on Bears. You know what? It's Armed Forces Bowl. Give me the Falcons. Give me Air Force to win here. Uh, we get the Technology Independence Bowl here. Who do we take? Radiance. Louisiana or Houston? Yeah, nothing beats the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl still. Um, <laughs> but Radiance Technologies. I will take Houston in this one, even though it's in Louisiana. It's really close mm. to each other. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not too keen on it, but give me Houston as well. Give me the Raging Cajuns. I got to go Sun Belt here. Give me Louisiana. Give it to him. Give me the chili peppers on the back of the helmet. God, that was a great helmet sticker. That needs to be brought mm. back. Just the chili peppers. Uh, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. We've got Wake Forest taking on Missouri. That text is really small for me to read. So, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. App State East got a coach for uh... – Got pull for Coach Drinkwitz. Oh yeah, Missouri. Ain't no stepping stone here. Um, R.I.P. to Devin. Let's go wake the nation, baby. Wake Forest. That's exactly right. Dubs up for Devin in the chat, baby. Give me wake the nation. We miss you, man. <laughs> East Post Hawaii Bowl. Let's get a little tropical. Pro Bowl is not there, but damn it, we got a bowl game. We got Middle Tennessee taking on San Diego State. Oh, um, I got no idea. Um, probably, probably a lot of jet lag for Middle Tennessee. I mean, San Diego State too, but on the West Coast. So I'll take San Diego State purely because of the jet lag. Yeah, give me the uh, San Diego State um, Razorbacks. Oh, San Diego State. Pretty close. Rattlesnakes. <laughs> San Diego State Aztecs. There you hey, go, that, baby. The Aztecs. Yeah. yeah. Is it the Aztecs? Yeah. The fact that fits it. Yep. Pretty close. Straight face. That was amazing. Yeah. Give me the Aztecs as well. I, I think fits. I think you're right. The jet lag is going to get to Middle Tennessee. Um, it's Hawaii. It's a bowl game. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Give me San Diego State. Are you doing the luau? Roast the pig, baby. I like it. Our next slide of games here, we got the Quick Lane Bowl. New Mexico State versus Bowling Green. That's going to be played in Detroit, home of Tim Fana. Camelo Bowl taking on Georgia Southern and Buffalo. Uh, that's going to be Tuesday. Third, sorry, another Tuesday action. Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Memphis versus Utah State. Ticketmaster. Birmingham Bowl, Coastal Carolina versus Eastern Carolina. A little battle of the Carolinas there. And nightcap for Thursday night action. Guaranteed rate bowl, Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. What? So, start with that quick lane bowl. New Mexico State versus Bowling Green in Ford Field. Who do we take? Ooh. Ford Field. Uh, let's go New Mexico State. The Tim, I don't even know if I know their mascot. Come, come on, this is easy. <laughs> I think I know it. I think it starts with an L. Although, 
Is that That's New Mexico or is that up. New Mexico State? They're I either the Ant Eaters or the Lobos. I just can't remember. Hmm. They're they're neither. They're neither. They're neither. Nah. Tim, while he's researching it, who do you take? Give me Bowling Green, Bowling Greens, Bowling Green, Bowling Greens. All right, Bowling oh, Green Falcons. They're the uh, Aggies. The Aggies. Yep, yep. If it was just New Mexico, you would have been right. The Lobos. Mm. Yeah. Give me the Bowling Green Falcons, Tim. I'll sip some of that orange and brown Kool-Aid. That's also got to be the world's worst colors, orange and brown. I know I'm a Bengals <laughs> fan. The browns are kind of partial, but, like, man, that's just ugly, dude. Anyways, Camilla Bowl, Georgia Southern versus Buffalo. Who do we take here? Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Lock it in. Lock Phil it Southern. in. Man, you guys are confident there. Sunbelt don't play. That's right, even though you went against the Raging Cajuns earlier. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. screw them. Put that Mac in the chamber, baby. Give me the Mac action. Give me Buffalo to win. I just can't pull for Georgia Southern. I can't do it. Sir Pro first responder bowl. Uh, we got Memphis versus Utah State. Give me the Memphis tags. Give me Utah State salt blocks. Salt <laughs> blocks. <laughs> That's a good one. Salt locks, baby. That's going to change the name from now on. Uh, yeah, give me, the, give me Memphis. Give me the tags going on. That did make me think of there was a player for Virginia basketball, Jack Salt. And every time he'd play Dick Vitale, he'd be like, oh, Mr. Salt, Mr. Mr. Sodium Chloride, Mr. <laughs> baby. It was like the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Utah State's the Aggies. Another Aggie in what there. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, salt, salt, salt. What'd you call them again? Salt locks? Salt block. Salt you know, block. You just lick. Yeah, you just lick it. Yeah. <laughs> they should change the name. We'll start that petition. Uh, ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. versus ECU. Uh, ECU Pirates. Coastal. I can't pull for the tilt. Give me Coastal. The guaranteed rate bowl, last game we're doing here. We've got Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Guaranteed rate bowl. It's a mortgage company. Um, it's being played me, in Arizona, by the way. Don't give me the Badgers. Yeah, give me the Badges. Give me the Cowboys. Give me Oklahoma State. All right, that's it for our bowls. We got the big bowl games coming up next week. Listeners, watchers, let us know how we do. Um, I think next year we'll do a bowl pick'em league. Hey. Put some money on it. Have some fun. We'll let Tim just keep doing his mascot thing. He'll probably end up winning it because that's just Tim's <laughs> luck. <laughs> all right, NFL action. Let's start with it. We got all 32 teams in action this week. We've got games Thursday, little Saturday, some Sunday, some Monday action. NFL full swing this week, and I'm excited for it. Let's start with Thursday night action, <laughs> boys. This this game. Phenomenal to start us off with. We got Jags traveling all the way to New York for the Jets. Over on a set, 39.5. New York, one point favorite. You taking the Milf Hunters or touchdown Jesus? I still think the Jags can win their division. They're they're one game behind Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They still get to play Tennessee. I think they're red hot right now. And you got to love what Trevor Lawrence is doing the second half of the season. So I'm going to take the Jags. 
I'm going Jets. I um, I mean, it's just because I watched the game, but like their defense, their secondary is, is pretty stout. I think they're going to give Trevor a hard time. So give me the Jets. Yeah, man. Fitz, I think you're right, though. I think the, the division is in reach for them by one game. They have the Titans numbers. They have something to play for. The Jets, they're in last place. They're 7-7. Seven seven. Yes, they can still make a wild card push, but they've got to win out. To me, I think – I don't know. I think there's more desperation on the Jags here. So so give me give me Jacksonville. Saturday action, 1 o'clock. Bengals, Pats, Burrow, Jones. Over on set, 41.5. Cincinnati, 3.5 point favorite. Joe Cool, man. The Bengals look good. And I know they were in a hole last week and, you know, very fortunate to to have as many turnovers as they did, but they they still dominated and and so yeah, I like the Bengals. They're they're playing they're playing good football at the right time again. It's very similar to last season. So mm-hmm. I'll take the Bengals. Yep. Give me the Bengals. Very similar to last season. We're one game away, one and a half from the one seed here. We we need obviously Buffalo to lose, Chiefs to lose, and we just need to keep winning. And then we're feeling pretty good. We had tiebreakers with the Chiefs, feeling good at two seed, maybe take that one seed. I got the champagne ready to pop. Shout out to my Aunt Laura here. Who day champagne, baby? This is only getting open when we win a Super Bowl. And damn it, it's being open this year because we won it. Give me the Bengals, baby. Let's go. We've got a little Bills action taking on the Bears. I had to put the backward C in there just for fits. Over and set 40 and a half. Buffalo nine point favorite. Fields, Allen, who do we take? Man, Fields just continues to scare me. He just he's been doing well. If if the Bears can get a receiving threat, they could be really dangerous. Um, I like this matchup. I wouldn't I wouldn't take the Bills with nine points there. But I do think the Bills win. Give me the Bears. <laughs> Tim, the amount of hate that you just consistently hold on to is just phenomenal. Week in and week out, I'm here for it. Ah, they got to win. <laughs> uh, give me Buffalo to, to win, to put Fields through a table, to do it all. Uh I don't. I, I'm kind of with Fitz though. I don't know if I trust the nine points, but I do trust the over here. Fields. It's hard to contain him. It's hard to stop that offense. Buffalo's offense is obviously a cheat code as well. I think we could easily see 47, 48 points here. So, give me the over. Give me Buffalo. Talk a little Browns, Saints action. Over under at 32. Cleveland two and a half point favorite. Both teams need to win. They need to win now. What do we think? Taysom Hill's face looks photoshopped in that picture for some reason. <laughs> um, I'll take the Browns. Ah, no, I won't. I'll take the Saints. It, this one's really tough because both teams are kind of in that, like, they they really are out of the playoffs, but they're not quite out. But I think the Saints could still win the division. So that just gives them a little bit of an edge, I think. So I think the Saints win. Yeah, they're only like a game back. No yeah. division. Yeah, I'm going Saints too. They like you guys have pointed out before with the Jags. Uh, Saints just seem to have a little more um, house money. I guess they're they're going to have a little mm. more under the belt. So, yeah, 
I, I think you're right. I think the Browns still trying to figure out did we do the right thing with Deshaun Watson or not? And there's still just a lot of just a gray cloud of the organization. Hill, though, I, I think he's your quarterback. I, I love the Red Rifle. I know Tim loves Winston, but Hill's like Hill's the dude. I feel like at this point, like if you don't give it to him, if I'm Hill, I'm walking because I, I I need somewhere that values my values me. I don't know. At the way to the last week, I'm impressed. Titans, Texans, overruns at 37. Tennessee, five-point favorites, even though the Texans took the Chiefs to overtime and about got it done. Yeah, Texans could be that team that just gets a few pieces in the offseason and and they end up having a, a way better season next year. They're not one of the better teams with one win. Um, I'm banking on the Titans to blow this division. I don't know if they do it against the Texans, but you know what? I'll call it. Uh, I think the Texans win this one. Wow. Wow, that's quite the call. So the only reason I say that, you know, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, okay? I know bad teams. I've I've seen this before with my team where we'll we'll put we'll take a person or a team to overtime and be like, Oh next year's our year, you know? That's the Texans. Next year's not your year, man. Sorry. A lifetime. You gotta go lifetime. All right. I'm thirty years into this. Give me the Titans. Yeah. Tim, you you're preaching the choir here, brother. It's it's a you get 30 years of just shit. And Texas are even 30 years of age right now, man. Um, yeah, give me Tennessee. I, I'm with you. They're going to blow this division. The Jags are going to somehow end up winning this division. and um, But it's not this week. Jags, they'll find another way to blow this. Give me give me Tennessee. But I do think the Texans, uh, I don't know. I, there's, there's potential there, like we said about Detroit for a long time. Uh, Chiefs Seahawks over on a set 48 and a half Kansas City nine point favorite I'm gonna take the Chiefs uh, Seahawks have been on a dud run and it's been rough I don't know I think I think they're they needed to not have the Texans make it a close call last week that I think the Chiefs are gonna be a little sharper this week yeah I'd I'd hammer that nine points bam yeah, I need the Chiefs to win. So, give me Kansas City. I don't need the Chiefs to win. <laughs> I need them to yeah, win. I need the Chiefs to win. I didn't even think of that. Tim Man. and I are in the same boat with yeah. all these picks. I, but you're right. Like uh, my my heart says Chiefs want to lose. Give me give me the Hawks, right? But but the mind logic. Seahawks have been a dud. You guys said it. Their only win was against the Raiders in overtime, I'm pretty sure, like in the past four or five weeks. It's been – no, no, they lost to them. Sorry, it was against the Rams, mm-hmm. 27-23. Uh, that was back in December 4th. It's been their only win in – since November 6th. Like it's – Seahawks look rough. Give, give me the Chiefs. Got a good little matchup here. Giants, Vikings, over and set 48.5. Minnesota, 3.5 point favorite. Man, coming back from 33-0. To find a way to win, primetime Kirk Cousins, one o'clock Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, there's a difference. 
I don't know how good, but there is a difference between them. Who do we take here? I actually like the Giants in this one. I, I think the Giants' defense, is, they've been slept on all year. Every week yeah. when it's like, oh, they're not favored, I think we've been sleeping on the Giants' defense. I think Saquon could give Vikings' defense some problems. Um, I'm wondering what happens when the Vikings make a comeback. That if the Giants have like a 10-point lead, can Daniel Jones do what's needed to close out a game? And I think that worries me. But I'll take the Giants, assuming yeah. that Daniel Jones – I'm back on the on the freaking train, but, but we'll see. <laughs> I, man, I don't know. The Vikings, they just seem – like without taking into account this comeback, like – I think they can outshoot. Well, they can shoot the scoreboard with the best of them. I think their offensive prowess is they just, when Kirk's on and he can find Jefferson, Thielen, if he gets it to Cook, like there's, they're scary. So um, I, I'm going Minnesota on this one. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Minnesota, they've, they've locked off, they've locked up their playoff. They're in. Um, now they're sitting at the two seed, one game above San Francisco, two games behind Philly. And then and then you look at the NFC least, or at least that's what we used to call them. Now it's the NFC beast maybe. All four teams are in the playoffs right now. They're all locked in, which is wild to say. Um, both teams have a lot to play for here. Giants obviously being a, like number six right now. Um, I don't think they'd catch Dallas. There's no way they do. Vikings have more to play for because they're trying to chase that two or one seed. Give me, give me Minnesota. Put that hard hat on. Let's get to work. Lions, Panthers, over on set 44. Detroit, three-point favorite on the road. Who do we take? Oh, man. And Panthers should have beat the Steelers last week, and, and they just looked awful. So Panthers are a game back for, from Tampa. I don't know if they can beat your Lions, Tim. Um, it's going to be really close. I want to pick – this is my heart pick. I want to pick the Panthers, but I think the Lions – I think they handle this. I, I think they're just a better team. Yeah, I'm um, – I was scared for a long time with this whole, like, you know, getting – national recognition for the line. I mean, it's just, it's not something I'm used to. So I'm kind of walking on eggshells. Tim, you ready um, to give up like a month ago. That, that, that has been the lowest, yeah. that has been the lowest I've ever been. I was like, because I, I put my heart in Dan Campbell and I was like, I, I wanted this to succeed so bad. And I, I just got to stick with Dan Campbell saying, you know, we're going to tread water longer than you. And then we're going to bury you. All right. Um, I think this is going to be one of the grittiest matches we've had, but I think James Houston, Aiden Hutchinson is going to just annihilate Sam Darnold. Um, give me the lions. Let's rewind the clock. What a month ago, boys, we're eating pizza, having a couple cold ones. We had a little intervention with Tim because he was ready to jump <laughs> off a bridge. I was close, man. The lion kingdom. And, and we're like, no, man. Hold on, hold on. Write it out. Write it out. Now you're getting national attention. And it's weird, Tim. It's absolutely crazy because, like, 
for 30 years, we ain't getting no attention. All of a sudden, you want to give it to us? Like, it's wild. Dave Campbell ain't buying the hype, though. You're seven and seven. You ain't done shit yet. Right. Five toes, half an ass cheek, don't matter. We're going to fight him anywhere because we put a hard hat on. We go to work because we're fucking Ford tough, baby. Give me the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Dude, just print off a lion logo and like it's not until they make there. the playoffs, baby. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Man, okay. I got it. I'm sorry. I, yeah, go for it. at the beginning of the year in preseason, you know, I was so close to buying tickets to this game. After, I was like, after hard knocks. Yeah. I was like, well, this was, Drinking this the was even before when I was looking at the schedule. I was like, like, oh, they're in Carolina Christmas Eve. Let me let me do this. And then we were one and six. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't buy those tickets. Flip it. I is so pissed that I didn't buy those tickets. <laughs> I would have loved to be at this game. Ah, oh, it's a roller coaster. Mm. What are you doing Christmas Eve? Dinner with the in-laws. <laughs> no, no, no. What are you doing Christmas Eve? <laughs> tickets are thirty-one dollars. Yeah, for nosebleeds, probably. Hey. We're in there, baby. You let me know. <laughs> you need a doctor's note? I got you. I'll oh write you a gosh. note. All right. We'll be there. Queen uh, City, here we come. Oh, Man. Yeah. What a game. Uh, I'm excited for it. Let's move on. We've got Falcons, Ravens, Battle of the Dirty Birds. Ritter, Hurtley, Hutley. I can never, I can never say his name right. Over is at 37.5. Baltimore, 7.5 point favorite. Lamar still out, I believe. Um, so it's still QB2 show. Who do we take? I'll take the Ravens. I don't know. Bad gummit. Give me the Falcons. Man, Falcons are, man, they're gritty. They're grimy. I like the way they're doing that division's still wide open. We've talked about it a thousand times here. Um, obviously the AFC still wide open now thankfully we have the the division lead right now but that can all change baltimore's nine and five they're a game behind us pretty much desmond ritter he didn't look good 50 percent completion not even 100 yards throwing last week it, it was rough for desmond and usually qbs have a really good week one because no one has film on them and then they they kind of slow off they don't usually start off as bad as desmond here and that kind of worries me Give me the Ravens to win, but give me Atlanta to cover. How about that? I'll appease, I'll appease my betting self. We got Heineke taking on Brock Purdy in the 49ers. Over set 39.5, San Francisco seven-point favorite. Levi Stadium's the site. Who do you take? Tim and I need the Niners. Need it. Kamara's got to drop two in the next three. So let's go Niners. Yep, give me Niners. San Francisco's clinched. They're in. Now, much like Minnesota, they're trying to battle for the best position possible. They're at three, game back from two, two games back from one. Something's got to happen. Brock has looked phenomenal. I don't know if you guys know his story. Anybody know where he was drafted at? He was Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick. I almost said Mr. Unlimited. So that's that's <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Irrelevant has turned to Mr. Relevant. And he's put on a show. I don't know if you've heard the way like George Kittle and some of the other 49ers have talked about him. But like when he came in, they're like, yeah, we're not worried. 
this guy has had a certain swagger and confidence to him from training camp on. And like, we believe in Brock and he has put the team on his back. Heineke's tough though, man. The December Heineke is a different type of Heineke. Man, this, this is a pickle for me. I know you guys want, you know, four Niners to win. I think they do win. Yeah. Give me San Francisco. What's funny, you know, I saw a highlight just, they were showing in the AFC that all the quarterbacks that would be in the playoffs right now, they're all like first round picks. They're, yeah, they're yeah. top picks of the draft. The NFC, you got guys like Brock Purdy and Taylor Heineke and Tom Brady. And like it, it's like all over, the, or Jalen Hurts. You've got guys that have been overlooked or slept on. And it's just very interesting the, the difference between the AFC and NFC. But That's yeah, good, this is. This is a matchup between two quarterbacks that I think should be the starter that I think have earned their, they've kind of earned their job. Um, So, yeah, it's an interesting matchup. Pulling from the Niners, though. That's a good take. I I, I like that comparison there. I like it. All right. Battle of NFC Beast here, NFC East, Niners, Cowboys. Mm. Sorry, not Niners. Eagles, Cowboys. Over is at 46. Dallas, five-point favorites. And it's in Jerry's world here. Oh, this is this division technically still up in the air. Philly can still lose this division. But they've clinched 13-1. Life's good for them. What do we say? Dallas is favored. That's interesting. Um, Philly has been the kings of covering the spread. So this might have to be a parlay pick. Um, just to take the Eagles to win. I know that I know that they won the first matchup, and that's probably why. Is they're they're going these two teams are going to split, but the Eagles have just been so dominant this year. I, I think it's a close one, but I do think the Eagles. I think they take this one, and and they're riding high. So I'll take the Eagles. You guys saw it last week. We called it. It was time. The downfall, the implosion of the Cowboys is among us. Um, they lost to the Jags. It's just they're going down the toilet bowl. Eagles are going to just plunge them down. Just get down there. Just go. <laughs> Give me the Eagles. Yeah. Philly clinches the division title with a win. They They win the division outright. They clinch home field advantage if they win as well. So there's a mm-hmm. lot playing for Dallas has already clinched the playoffs. There's more on the plate for Dow- or for Philly. They're playing with more money here. Give me Eagles to win. I'm with you. Fly, Eagle, fly, baby. I'm calling dibs. That's my parlay pick. I like it. I like it. Even though we all swept on it, I still like it. Raiders. Steelers. Blue collar <laughs> matchup. Over and set 39 and a half. Pittsburgh three-point favorite. Pick it, Carr. Who do you take? Both coming off some dog shit wins, but <laughs> um, I don't know how either of these teams pulled it out last week. Um, mm, this one's tough. I I'm waiting for the Steelers to get Najee Harris running, and I I think I saw it a little bit with the Panthers, but I should take the Raiders in this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just give me the Raiders. Uh, the 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 
Rise of the Phoenix is is real. It's over. I don't know where Chandler Jones falls into this as far as the Harry Potter lore, but is he Hagrid? Know. What? Who is he? Hmm. I think he's he's uh, he's, he's Neville. Mm, whoever whoever stiff arms someone to death like that's who he is because he he just put him stiff arming mac jones is hilarious i watched it on repeat for 30 30 cycles just bah, bah. Dude, yeah. he put i like him in i like middle. neville yeah he's neville pulling out the sword of gryffindor yeah at the end and taking down the snake yeah that's yep that's yeah it. yo you know uh you know bill belichick was fucking pissed at that game like People were fired, cussed out in, in words that they didn't even know were cussing at them. But Belichick was throwing it at them. Like, how do you, why, why did you let like backyard football mm-hmm. lateral mm-hmm. when it's a tied ball game? That's so on Bill Belichick. I, we meant to talk about that Pat, Patriots game, but man, Ra- yeah, Raiders pulled out their ass. Pittsburgh pulled out their ass last week as well. Give me Derek Carr. Harry Potter lives. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, speaking of that magic. score by the way the the score by john williams in chamber of secrets mm. when it's like the phoenix part oh mm. i i have that on my work playlist like that is oh, just, that's a good one it's a beautiful cool. beautiful ensemble i love it john williams the goat all right yeah dude speaking of uh, all right anyways we're yeah, gonna that was we'll the biggest the mistake podcast. they made they only let him do three movies they should have that's wild. They should have signed him for a fat contract to do all eight. That's wild. <laughs> all right. Anyways, we need some magic here. Well, really, Fitz needs some magic. Packers mm. traveling down to Miami, 49 and a half stone winner. Miami, four point favorite. Tua Rogers. What do you say, Fitz? I'm hopeful. I really am. Um, we had an ugly win against the Rams, but it's. The first time we've had back-to-back wins since um, going to London, I think, or losing to the Jets, somewhere in there. But, uh, man, you just – when you look at those quarterbacks in the NFC, you feel like this is the team – this is the guy no one wants to see get in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers. And in the three games they've got left, I'm just – I'm what I'm hoping for, Tim – as I'm hoping week 18, it's Packers Lions winner gets in. You know, just straight up. And I I'd be okay. Hey, if we lose to the Lions, y'all can take our toes off and and go take our kneecaps off and and y'all run with it. And I'll say, hey, hey, y'all deserve it. But uh I just I'd Yo. like to see both of us have that chance. Two teams to have kind of a dud run at the beginning of the season and just kind of put it together start winning games and then just have a chance to get in I, that that's all that's all i want that's my christmas wish <laughs> just a chance to get in dude yeah i'm so hard for that scenario right now i i would love it too i, I mean i i equate it to like uh michigan and ohio state playing at the end of the regular season where you know it's like it's gonna come down to that game i would love for us both to make runs but I'm not as nice as you, Evan. I, if it comes down to it, I, I want to get in the playoffs, man. I, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And most likely we're going to lose. Like, we, we probably will lose this game, if I'm being honest. But um, it's on Christmas. Uh, 
I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but this Christmas is our last. Miracle. It's our last away game of the season. Um, Aaron Jones was almost a dolphin, and you almost you almost feel like he, he just he wants to be a Packer, and I just I feel like Jones is going to have a big game. I just I think we need we need him, especially with Dylan on concussion protocol now. I don't know how limited he'll be. Um, and the one bright spot is Packers rookies are looking good. Quay Walker looks like he could be that guy. We got a special teamer in Nixon who's playing well. I'm hopeful. We just we just got to put it all together. Um, and no better time than the holiday season. So go Pack go. I'm picking them. I'm with you, Fitz. I'm feeling the holiday miracle. Give me the Packers. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, Roger gets the ring. Give me Packers. Packers win here, baby. Let's go. Two teams officially eliminated from the playoffs this week. One being a former Super Bowl champion, mm. the reigning Super Bowl champion, the Rams hosting the Broncos. Over, over under set 36.5, Denver 2.5 point favorite. Who do you take here? Uh, shows you how key offensive line is in the league. That's the it's been the Rams problem all year. Uh I don't know if Russell is back. But Baker, yeah, you, know, you feel like Baker's got some some magic going that even though the Rams are out of it, they're they're preparing for Baker Mayfield the best they can. So actually I'll take the Rams in this one. I, I'm gonna go Denver um strictly for their defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but um, I think they're going to get Baker run for his money. Give me the Broncos. Yeah, this is tough, man. This might be the game I don't give a shit about. And that's wild to say because they're coming off a Super Bowl and they beat my Bengals, right? It's weird. Um, But Fitz, you're absolutely right. Andrew Whitworth retires. They lose other pieces to O-line. And and the Rams just – they're nowhere close to the same team they were. O-line is so hugely important. Tim, you played center. I played center. We understand, like, O-line is the heartbeat of an offense, and if you don't have a good O-line, you're dead. You're done going through a table. I played center. Denver's defense looks stout. <laughs> Give me Denver to win. Jay Verge to score two cutties. All right. Tampa. Cards. Over and set 41. Tampa Bay, six and a half point favorite. Brady. Colt McCoy still kicking, baby. <laughs> Horns Jeez. up. Jeez. This got to be Tampa. They have to. Yeah, this is this is my game that um, I don't give a shit about. Um, <laughs> could truly care less about this game. Brady. I mean, I guess, I guess give me the Bucks, but God, they stink too. So, hmm. Man, I was enjoying that cold mountain right there before I tasted the shitty game in my mouth. <laughs> um, dude, Tom Brady might be washed, man. Like, I don't know. We were down 17-0. And I'm like, all right, it's Brady. It's over. Like, we'll make it interesting, but it's over. And, and then he proceeds to turn the ball over four times. Like, this is just insane to me. Um. Brady just has 
he should have retired last year. I hate to say it. I love Tom Brady, but I think this is like the Brett Favre scenario where your mind says I can keep going, but your body's like, no, <laughs> you can't, dude. And I think we're seeing it catch up. Father time has caught up to Brady. Colt McCoy, he's gritty, he's grimy, but the cards are already eliminated. Tampa's Bay defense will carry him. Give me, give me Buccaneers to win. That was a whirlwind of emotion. I apologize, I put you guys through that there. One in action, baby. Chargers, Colts, LA, four point favorite. Forty six and a half is the over under. Maybe Colts get a thirty four point lead and they hold on to it. Maybe I don't know. Mm. No, it's gonna be Chargers. Yeah, the Colts all year. The Colts have been just like literally the wild card. You <laughs> you just don't know with them. So give me the Chargers. Man, uh, Chargers sit in the sixth seed right now. Colts are one loss away from being eliminated from the playoffs. Both teams have something to fight for, but the real winner of this whole thing is ESPN because they get Jeff Saturday back as a commentator and a color analyst. Uh, because there's definitely no way in hell he keeps a job after blowing a 33-point lead. <laughs> no fucking way. Give me Air Bear and the Chargers to win. And that's it for our games, guys. Great picks, great selection. Let's do a pup parlay. We'll do a random question, and then we'll get out of here. Let's cue that money in the bank. All right, boys, we were like two games away from here last week. Kind of a disappointment because we were coming off two weeks in a row of just banging money, banging bags together. This week, let's put it together. Let's get it down. What do we say? Philly. Eagles. Give me the Eagles upsetting, question mark, the Dallas Cowboys. I like that. the people what they want mm. i mean that's just free money like i'll be honest yeah you're, you're gonna make the eagles the underdog yeah i'm gonna take give me we can i do a friday friday game friday match for hockey yeah if we're doing something do okay Okay, I'm going to take uh, the Hurricanes over the Flyers on Friday evening. Is that in PNC? It is. It should be uh, Should be another freebie, so. Should be a good Tim, one. what are you doing Friday, man? Uh, probably trying wrapping to, Christmas presents. <laughs> trying to watch our parlay come to life there? It's possible. It's possible. You talk to the boss lady. <laughs> we, need to go, we need to watch a Canes game. We do. We really Come do. on, man. We got plenty of room. Be down. I'll see your Friday action. I'm going to raise you. Give me the Raging Cajuns to upset Ooh. Houston. Who? In the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Taking all underdogs here. Actually, I don't know if the Canes are. No, they're they're not underdog. Okay. So that's our one safe bet. So that's probably the one that's going to miss, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. Hey, it's going to be great action. Great money right there. We're back to our winning ways. I love it. Random question. I got one in the back of the mind. Unless you guys come to the table prepared. 
I never come prepared. Same. All right. <laughs> you get three Christmas movies. That's it. You get to watch for the whole month of December. What's your three movies you're watching? Spoiler alert. I have a hot take in there. Just saying. Well, you're going to say Die Hard? Dude. I wasn't going to say Die Hard. Die Hard's a great one. <laughs> How are you going to take clearly that? a Christmas movie. There's no, there's no hot, hot take I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I don't think you're a Christmas movie. Yeah. Three. Three Christmas movies. Christmas movies kind of suck. Like, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, that's a hot take. <laughs> like, they're not good. Um, Claudia, you close your ears right now, babe. I just watched, uh, we had on the Rudolph from 1964, the claymation. Oh, yeah. Just like, what are these movies? <laughs> that's definitely just like a nostalgia movie. Like, we're going to throw it on just for nostalgia view. Yeah. Also, fun fact Claudia didn't know the Grinch was like, re, like, it was a remake with Jim Carrey. No, she, she didn't know the original. And so uh, like, we watched it with my grandparents one time, and she was like, Why was it only like 25 minutes long? I was like, That's, that's how it was, babe. She's like, What? Her mind oh my long. gosh. That's actually good, too. Yeah. My, the Grinch has to be on there for me, I think. The Jim Carrey one? Uh, honestly, either. I, I mean, I really like the Jim Carrey one, but I'll take any Grinch I can get. Okay. Um, man. I've got two. I'm trying to think of my third. I think I got I, I got my three. Um, first one, Catch Me If You Can. If, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then Catch Me If You Can is... Because every time he's like, well, it's how is it? We're always talking on Christmas, Frank, or whatever. Um, <laughs> Carl, he talks to Carl on Christmas, not Frank. Frank's talking to Carl. Um, that's my that's gonna be my number one. Love Actually. If if Matt were here, it's an all this mm-hmm. all the British A listers. Um, it's basically Pulp Fiction for uh, for chicks, but uh, love that movie especially all the Colin Firth scenes. Uh, I could just, I could just rewatch all the Colin Firth parts of that movie and be fine. Uh, my third one is actually Charlie Brown Christmas. I had to have like an animated, like a classic one. Ooh. I've always been a fan of the Charlie Brown. So those are my three. I like, I like your animated pick. Mm. That's a good one. What about, how does L Frank on y'all's, those list here is Elf on the list. Is it not if on? If I was going to stretch my list to five, maybe seven. Yeah. Mm. See, I just I've not I didn't like Elf that much. If I'm being honest, mm. I just love Will Ferrell. Yeah. What about Tim Allen Santa Claus? It's okay. That's the undisputed number one pick for me. All <laughs> these movies are just okay for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd even go like Christmas Story, but even then, it's like I don't go out of my way to watch it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I can't. It's hard to come up with three. I know Grinch is on there. I just can't really come up with a, two other two that I'd like. Sleep a pit. Tim with Muppet. one and a lot of honorable mentions. Do a yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol. That's, that's yeah, the move. That's a classic. <laughs> uh, 
So Tim, you <laughs> you, you kind of alluded to it. I'm going to go Santa Claus, Tim Allen, the OG. Uh, I do not recommend the series on <laughs> Disney. That's just that was fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> I, I started it, so I had to finish it. I'm one of those people, but I, I just couldn't watch it. I mean, it was bad. Uh, but give me the OG Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Love it. Phenomenal. Football Brigio. Um, That's like when they go to Denny's. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all like, out. I'll have chocolate milk. We're out. <laughs> Plain milk's fine. fine. He's, yeah. like, <laughs> he's like so distraught. <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, so give me, give me Santa Claus OG. Man, what about like Home Alone? I I love Home Alone. If there's a top four, that's my fourth pick. And maybe <laughs> even Home Alone too. Like I package them. It's a double feature. Well, what's your third pick? Because we have your fourth and your fifth. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my second pick. So we got Home Alone. Or sorry, we got Santa Claus, Tim Allen. My second pick, Christmas Vacation. Shitter's full. Mm-hmm. that's always it's a staple what i watch every time i put up the christmas tree and i'm sure claudia's gonna get sick of mm-hmm. it one day but i'm never gonna stop watching it when we put up the tree <laughs> uh and then my third one so that's kind of the hot pick i'm gonna go nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. oh come on big halloween guy you combine halloween and christmas it's clay it's like the stop motion and like just the amount of hours and work tim burton put into it it's, it's fun it blows my mind every year that movie's trash you're trash, Fitz. <laughs> My nephew loves. Is it Spooky? Is that the little ghost dog? Who's the, what's yeah. the ghost dog? Yeah. Oh, zero. Zero, zero. My my nephew goes ape shit over zero, and <laughs> I get him like a zero plushie every year. He just loves it. Look, oh man, <laughs> movie for all ages. All gifts are there. Yeah. All right, Tim will think of his top choices. He'll have us by New Year's, <laughs> I'm sure. By 2023, he'll have his picks. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go Grinch, uh, Home Alone, and Die Hard. All right, that's a solid pick. <laughs> Alternate Universe, those are my three picks. Lady and the Tramp is also a Christmas movie. All right, hold on. That's a that's a stretch. Wait a fucking minute. Yeah. No, because they get yeah, her on Christmas. Kind of... <laughs> it begins and ends with Christmas. Oh, my Lord. All right, that's gonna do it for the show. Amazing episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Listeners, watchers, please feel free to share. Tell a friend about post sports. Let's grow this thing. Um, guys, I think we're like the 14,000 listens. Like, this is pretty awesome. The journey started by us, what, two years ago? And uh, this is awesome. Share some goodwill, share some good spirit to people, and um, we'll see you guys before 2023. Bye. Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. Okay, my had one this time, Fitz. Proud of you. Next life. Oh my god. I pull them them out of my butt. We would be the bad boys of Little League. I'm telling you now. (laughs) We would beat the tar out of the other team. I'm just gonna go out and say it. Ten seconds. Joey Chestnut has to be on the pub. We gotta get the countdown. Has to be. I mean has to be. Has to be. Oh, <laughs> Man, I'm going to get real theological on y'all. I, I think we're all a little, a little soft, soft and misunderstood. <laughs> Let's just be real honest. <laughs> we need more sound bites. All right, I'm in the... I'm debating getting a haircut. I know I don't have any... Fits. Oh my gosh, right homie. I thought you were Do growing it to... out. I know, and I'm like debating. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Just go.